to the Joey Miller Podcast. I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. In with me today. I hope you have your Bible, your Red Bull, your uh, Coke, whatever it is uh, that you're enjoying as you sit and listen, or maybe you're folding laundry or multitasking. I get you. So, but whatever you're doing today, I want you to tune in and listen because we're going to be talking about four areas of toxicity in our lives. That's right. I said toxicity. Say that five times fast. Something that's toxic uh, in our lives that we need to be aware of and we need to address. You know, think about even uh, faucet water. How many times have we just turned on the faucet and just drank the water right out of the faucet and not realizing that over time there's different particles, different minerals, different chemicals that have gotten into that water that might be uh, not healthy for us. And, you know, our lives are kind of like that. Over time, we cannot realize that something is actually damaging us. And so looking into the these four different areas, I want you to really assess, okay, what is my health in these areas? See, to be toxic is to contaminate. So sometimes we have maybe put our guard down or not realized that certain things are contaminating the fullness of what God's plan is for us. I like to say it like this, Sometimes our lack of assessment and lack of realization causes us to self-sabotage moving forward in God's plan. Listen, there's nothing more frustrating than wanting to move forward and feeling like uh, maybe as soon as you move forward a little bit, you get knocked back or, or a same pattern in your life starts to happen over and over and over again. So four areas that we're going to talk to today. And first is this, toxic thinking, toxic thoughts. And when it comes to toxicity in our thinking, I want you to think of the word shut up, shut up. And anytime that you get a toxic thought from now on, I just want you to tell yourself, shut up, we're not thinking like that anymore. Uh, Romans 8, 6 says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and it's peace. And, you know, so many times we get caught up in our own thoughts that we think just too much, especially as women. I share this story all the time. One time I was driving down the road with my husband and he he asked me what I was thinking about. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm thinking about like 20 different things right now. And I was like, what are you thinking about? And he was like, nothing. And I wanted to be like, you really can't be thinking about like absolutely nothing. I have like 10 different ideas on how to solve world peace and and what I'm having for dinner and the next podcast I want to do and and, you know, thinking about my kids and all of these things, but he was really, truly not thinking about anything. And so God created women in this beautiful way that we can multitask. But on the flip side, I feel like our minds are like computer tabs or if one of my kids grabs my phone, they'll be like, oh my goodness, mom, you have like 10 things open, 10 tabs open right now. No wonder the system is slow. No wonder you you can't get to where you need to go quickly on your phone. It's all junked up. It's all... Uh, messed up because you have too many tabs open. 
And that's the way it can be like in our thinking sometimes that we like a computer tab or a tab on the phone where we just have all of these different thoughts going at one time. And, you know, most of the women that I talk to, especially the ones that say they struggle with fear or anxiety or depression or lack of joy, they're the ones that just have a lot of time on their hands to think. An idle mind is a scary thing because we can just go down a million different paths and a million different roads uh, in our thought life. And, you know, in Romans 8, 6, it tells us that when we let our mind be governed by the flesh, it brings death to us. And, you know, this is a good area to analyze and look at every now and again. And I do this myself. What are the thoughts that I have been thinking? Are they thoughts that are governed by the flesh? Maybe my feelings, maybe my uh, desires that, that, you know, maybe the enemy's coming in and lying to me and telling me uh, lies about certain areas of my life. What is it that my thoughts are being governed by? Because the Bible says that if I'm letting my thoughts be governed by the Spirit, there's life and peace in those thoughts. Now, that means it doesn't matter what the subject is that I'm thinking about. I can have life and peace in that moment. And of course, we need to guard the subject. But what I mean by that is, you know, uh, the other day someone said to me, oh my goodness, your oldest son is is getting so old. He's, he's probably going to get married soon, isn't he? And in the flesh, if I would have meditated on that, I would have been like, oh yeah, he is getting old. I'm so sad. I wish, you know, we could go back in time. I wish things could be like they used to be, or I, you know, I could really get all in my feelings about, well, you know, I won't see him in the morning. He'll be married and living on his own and uh, holidays will be different. And we can let, see, I could have let my thoughts become toxic to which point I would have maybe become sad, or maybe I would have had a negative slant towards uh, the next season in my life. But instead, I said, you know what? No, this is going to be a great season. I I hope he does get married. She's an amazing girl, and God's got great things in store. But see the difference in the shift of letting my mind be governed by the Spirit, which if, when it's governed by the Spirit, it's all filtered through my life is is in in step with the Lord, and any season that I have is going to be a good season that I can embrace every season, knowing that there's fresh grace to have that season, and and with that comes life, and with that comes peace, and I don't feel anxious, and I don't feel upset and sad. And Philippians four six through seven, we know this scripture off by heart. Probably it says, "Be anxious." about nothing. It's actually a command not to be anxious. In fact, in Matthew 6.34, the Bible tells us very plainly, do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow. Don't worry uh, about what's down the road. Don't worry about the next season. See, if God commanded you to do something, then that tells me that I have a choice in the matter. God would never command you to do something. Do not worry. Do not fear. Uh, There's 365 uh, scriptures about not being afraid. Do not worry. Do not fear in the Bible, one for every day of the week. And so, you know, we, we need to really understand that now we have a decision. We can either... We can either let our, our thoughts be governed by the flesh or by the spirit. But the question is, do you want to live in anxiety or do you want to live in peace? Do you want uh, to dread life? Do you want to think your best days are behind you? Do you want to, to think maybe, you know, God doesn't have good things ahead of you? Or do you want to live a life that you are excited about the next season that God has for you? So, you know, when you have those thoughts, when all of those computer tabs are open in your mind, think, is my thinking toxic? 
Am, am I dreading tomorrow? Am I dreading the next season of my life? Is my thinking toxic in the area of am I always uh, self-sabotaging in thoughts that are contrary to truth? So I'm not even talking about fear and worry here. We talked about that. Uh, but I want to talk about, you know, are you always thinking that someone's out to get you? Are you always thinking that someone has something ill for you? Are you always thinking that people don't like you? These are toxic thoughts that will continue to self-sabotage you. It's going to rob you of life and peace. It's another thought that's guarded, it's governed, excuse me, by the flesh, and it will bring death to you. Because the moment you start to think that people don't like you, you're going to actually... Uh, you're going to actually put off that vibe and now people aren't going to want up to be around you. So, you know, that is an area of self-sabotage, toxic thinking, toxic thoughts. No one likes me. No one wants to be around me. God doesn't have good things for me. God has good things for everyone else, but not for me. What is that doing? That's self-pity. That's uh, creating jealousy and comparison and competitiveness, all governed by the flesh. But God wants us to live a life of peace and a life where we say, you know what, God, I'm going to choose to believe the best in people. I'm going to choose uh, to believe that people want the best for me. And when you choose to live that way, then there is a certain uh, naivety that you live in, not in a way that's foolish, but a, a, a way that you're choosing love. You're choosing to see the best in people. You're choosing to believe the best about people that actually keeps you from self-sabotaging in toxic thinking. So anytime a toxic thought comes up from this point on, whether that's something from the past, whether that's something about somebody, maybe that's something about yourself, I want you to say these words, shut up, shut up. We are going to have a life that is governed by the Spirit and brings peace, a thought life that brings peace to us. So that's number one. Number two is this, that the enemy wants to rob you of your joy. He wants to keep you from showing up. So the next time you think about the enemy wanting to uh, come in and have you be emotionally led versus spirit led, I want you to say, God, I'm going to keep showing up. The enemy's not going to stop me. See, the enemy wants you to get so wrapped up in your emotions, so wrapped up in your feelings that you keep uh, keep yourself down, that you hold yourself back, that you keep self-sabotaging and you don't show up. You quit. Some of you start off and you're like, yes, you know, I, I'm going to do this. I'm highly motivated. And then we let ourselves be led by our feelings and our emotions. And the second something gets hard, the second something doesn't go like we thought it was going to go, right? How many of you have ever got a plan from God? And, and in our mind's eye, we're like, this is going to just take off, whether it's a business or uh, maybe it's uh, something that you have within your home or a new routine, a new pattern, and we're all motivated by it. And then it gets hard and, and you get emotionally frustrated. And all of a sudden, you know, you wake up one morning and you're like, wow, like I don't feel happy about this. I don't feel, uh, I don't feel excited about this anymore. So we stop showing up. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, run with perseverance the race marked out for you, throwing off the things that hinder you, the things that entangle you. Listen to me, ladies. Throw off anything that tangles you up, that slows you down, that trips you up and keeps you from showing up. A toxic 
emotional-led uh, life will keep you from showing up on the daily. Listen, part of success in life is in daily showing up. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is not a feeling. And we get that mixed up so many times because we think, oh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not motivated. I'm not emotionally motivated to do this anymore. And so then you stop. But God maybe had you in that thing because he wanted you to stick with it. God had a harvest waiting for you, like Galatians says. But you only get that harvest by not quitting, not feigning when things get hard. And the second you realize that, hey, you know what? Joy is not joy is not a feeling. It's a fruit. Yeah, happiness is a feeling. And I feel happy when I'm, I'm in joy. But to understand that I can have the joy of the Lord. I could have the strength of the Lord every day in my life, that there is grace today. There is supernatural empowerment for whatever God has called you to show up to today. It's you just tapping into it. Grace is divine empowerment, and that comes through some of the fruit of the Spirit, some of uh, some joy that is from the Lord that strengthens you, some peace that surpasses understanding in our lives. And, you know, I love the Apostle Paul because he says, I have learned to be content in all things. I have learned to be steadfast in all things that I'm not going to let, you know, he goes into whether I have little or I have much. He says, I'm not going to let natural circumstances always uh, derail me, always cause me to go opposite uh, of what God has for me. No, I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to be content in all things, firmly planted, my feet firmly planted and knowing that I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. There is great, uh, great grace for today. And there is great uh, reward when you just stick something out. But you know, the enemy loves nothing more than to get you to forfeit the plan to get you to stop to rob you of your joy, which is your strength and your peace and get you off of what God has for you. You know, stop, stop getting caught all up in your feelings. Start, start being a spirit led person, not just emotionally led. And the next time your feelings try to show up and dictate what your life is going to be like, what God has, has called you to do, you know, that could be anything from trying to get healthy uh, to trying to get your house in order to starting a new business to even maybe for some of you is living and walking the Christian life. You get saved and you're like, wow, this is a cakewalk. This is great. Every little prayer that I pray gets answered. Um, and then, you know, the Lord uh, the Lord uh, grows you in your faith. And, and sometimes you have to to fight that faith with perseverance and say, you know, I'm going to persevere through this. I'm going to believe God for it. And the second it gets hard or the second you wake up and you don't feel Holy Spirit uh, chills up your back, you're like, I quit. This doesn't work. No, God wants you to keep showing up, keep showing up in whatever he has called you to do and you will get a breakthrough. Having toxic emotions, being a soul-oriented Christian, a soul led Christian, a soul led person will only self sabotage you. So the next time your emotions try to lead, you tell them, no, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to override my emotions by just showing up today. I'm going to continue to do good. I'm going to keep sowing. It might, it might feel like I'm not getting anywhere, but until God gives me different directives that I know are from him, and aren't attached to my my soulish realm of what I feel or don't feel like doing at the moment, I'm going to stay planted 
in what he's called me to do. I'm going to keep putting in the daily ground grinds. I'm going to keep getting up when I don't feel like it because I know that God is a rewarder and I'm not going to give up. Well, the third area that can bring toxicity to us if we're not careful is the relationships that are around us. Toxic people. Number three is toxic people in our lives. And the Bible says, do not be fooled. Bad company corrupts good morals. And for toxic people, sometimes uh, the answer is just to shut them off, to shut them off, to turn the volume down, to stop giving them access into your world and into your life, that we need to eliminate those relationships. You know, the Bible talks about putting a guard around your heart, that we need to actually guard our heart, guard what comes into us through the area of relationships even, that if there's someone around us that seems to be toxic, and what do I mean by toxic relationships, polluting polluting us relationally? And, you know, I mean, people that when you're around and you, you walk away from them, you just feel yucky. You just feel like, wow, that was not was not like uplifting like maybe you were really excited about what God was doing and, and after you walked away from them you just felt uh, kind of you know I don't know contaminated like your dream was contaminated it just didn't feel good that's a toxic person maybe someone that you're around that makes you act out of character with who God is creating and calling you to be I used to have uh, friends in my Christian walk they were Christian friends and uh, whenever I was around them, it wasn't that we were engaging in anything horrible, but even their humor or their sarcasm, it would be like drawing out the old nature in me instead of instead of uh, cultivating the new nature in me. It was always like they were trying to, out of fun or or sarcasm or joking, to get me to respond contrary to who I was now new in Christ. And I didn't realize it until actually they were out of my life, but that was a toxic relationship because it was actually holding me back. It was contaminating what God had for me. So, you know, if you're around them and they make you feel when you walk away, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not who God has called me to be in this moment. They're making me respond or laugh at or talk about people or whatever that is in a way that I know this is like a step backwards in my relationship with God. And, you know, to guard your heart, sometimes you do have to eliminate those relationships. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, you don't love them. It doesn't mean you're not kind. It doesn't mean that you talk badly about them and say, you know what, you're eliminated. You know, you don't need to be that bold about it, but you need to, to really watch how much you talk to them. Maybe you need to cut them out in certain areas of your life in order to create that boundary that they don't have the space to contaminate your heart. They don't have the space to contaminate or hold you back from what God is moving you forward in. And for some of you, maybe it's somebody who keeps offending you. Maybe they don't mean to and you forgive them and you release forgiveness and then they come in and they say that hurtful thing again and then again and again. And God wants you to continue to forgive, but there's also a wisdom that you can have in putting up that boundary to say, you know what, my my best way to honor you, my best way to see God's best and love you God's, God's way is to maybe just not let you have a full access into my life. And, you know, sometimes that place is a place that allows you to be healed. It's a place that allows you to gain wholeness and stay in that place and grow in that place. And so, you know, watch out for those toxic relationships. They could be real life relationships. They could be 
Instagram and social media and Twitter or whatever you're on, Snapchat, relationships, Insta Life friends. And I would say, you know, if there's somebody even on social media that causes that toxin to go in you, maybe it's not even an issue that they have. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a lifestyle that they live and and you know, it causes and it spurs you to to be discontent in your own life or or there's something in them that triggers something in you that you know is contaminating you. It's okay to unfollow them for a while until you get yourself healthy. It's okay uh, to, to maybe mute them for a while until you get strong enough. And so you don't want to, to constantly be putting uh, relationships of people who aren't even real life friends in front of you. They're going to have a toxic influence. They're going to rob you of your contentment. Uh, but, but, but you want to, to be around people that are going to spur you on as iron sharpens iron. And Philippians 4.11, uh, we talked about this verse earlier, but I, Paul says, I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. And, you know, really this means that Paul has learned to continue to guard his peace, to guard his place, to guard his space in any circumstances. So if someone makes you discontent, it's not necessarily them. It could be something in you, but you still need to get that right. You still need to address it and say, okay, this is contaminating me. I don't know why, but I need to figure it out. And for this for this space, for this moment, I might have to just distance myself until I get it figured out. So you're going to keep shutting off toxic relationships, loving them, but but maybe those people just don't have a space or a, a loud volume button in your life at the moment. Number four is toxic habits. Toxic habits will be a great self-sabotager in your relationship with God and you fulfilling his plan for your life. And we all have habits. They're either good habits or bad habits. They're either propelling us towards what God has for us or they're pulling us away or hindering us from them. You know, good habits are hard to form but easy to live with. Toxic habits are easy to form but hard to live with. So let me just remind you today to stop self-sabotaging, that that in breaking our toxic habits, some of us need to realize it's just time to grow up. It's time to realize, you know what, I'm in control of what I do on a daily basis. I'm in control of my habits. Now, a toxic habit could be something as uh, bad as maybe you keep going into a sin over and over and over again and you do good for a while and then that sin trips you up and, and you're like, I just can't break free of it. You can break free of it. You can. When God asks us to live a certain way so that he could bless our lives, it's not he's not asking us to do something that we can't do. Through Jesus Christ, you now have victory and power to say no to that sin. That thing doesn't have to be like a cycle in your life that you do good for a while and then you fall back into it. Listen to me. You can retrain yourself. You're, it's not a lost cause. If you're still breathing, there is hope for you to break that habit, especially if it's a sin habit. The Bible says that there's no temptation that, that has come to us that is uncommon to me. And that means that there's no temptation that Jesus Christ hasn't already overcome, therefore giving us grace to say no, giving us grace to grow up in that area and say, you know what, that's not for me anymore. Maybe when you first became a Christian, uh, some things you weren't convicted about. And then as, as, you, as you grew in your faith, you're like, you know what, I'm a little bit convicted about that. Heed that. Break that habit because it's God growing you up in the things of him. It's him trying to help you to to move forward in life. But stop self-sabotaging. Listen, change starts 
daily. So whether it's a big habit like breaking a sin, maybe it's a thought, thoughts, hab- thinking habits that you're thinking those bad thoughts. Maybe it's habits of, you know, you just don't want to do housework. So you just sit or you waste time or you're on social media or whatever that is. Maybe you start a business and you quit. That's a habit. Starting, stopping, starting, stopping. Break that habit and say, you know what? I am in charge of my life on a daily basis. I can control what my habits are like. I can start new habits. I can get up early. I can get my life in order. I can make a plan, buy a planner. I can change. And it starts daily. It starts small. It starts little by little. But it's little by little moving forward in the things that God has for you. You know, maybe it's a personality habit. Maybe you just keep making excuses for yourself. Maybe you just keep allowing yourself to to think certain ways or to talk about people. Mature people make changes in their life. I mean, think about Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.27. He says, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Paul's saying here, my daily habits, the things that I allow in my life daily, they matter. He said, I, even after I've done all of these things for God, I can be disqualified uh, by the habits and the lifestyles that I choose. But in the same way, let that bring hope to you that if you are in a place where you have bad habits, that you can turn them around and say, you know, I'm going to discipline myself daily. I'm going to start living a life where I'm growing up in the things of God. I'm growing up and moving towards the plan that God has for me. So break those toxic habits. The next time you feel like sleeping in, the next time you feel like uh, doing something that you shouldn't be doing, the next time that you know that God's told you not to do something and you willfully are thinking or tempted about doing it, say, no, I'm going to grow up. It's time for me to grow up. I know this thing isn't beneficial for me. Some of you have been toying and playing with old habits to the point that God has put his finger on it. Holy Spirit's convicted you about it, and you keep engaging in it, and then it takes up a mental space in your mind. And it might not even be a sin that will send you to hell, but the mental space that it takes up in your mind keeps you immature it keeps you thinking always about that thing keeps you feeling like uh you're 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 never going to grow up in the things of god you might as well quit i'm a failure all these thoughts are contrary to growing up in your walk with god so be a person who says i'm growing up i'm showing up i'm shutting off and and i'm going to continue to walk in everything that god has for my life. Listen, we're getting all the toxicity out. We're going to be making progress. We're going to be making breakthrough. We're going to stop self-sabotaging ourselves and see God do amazing things in our midst. I believe in you. I believe that that God has great things for you and that you are going to accomplish every one of them. So no more toxic thinking, no more toxic uh, emotions, no more toxic people, and no more toxic habits in our lives. We're breaking free today. And I can't wait to hear the reports of how God is going to do amazing things in each and every one of you. And until next time, I will talk to you soon on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller podcast.